five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Connecting the SWAC, the MEAC, SIAC, and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Good Saturday morning to you and yours. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway back and better than ever. Thank you guys for getting up early in the morning to check out the HBCU Report right here being broadcast via xsquadaffiliates.com, also the TuneIn Radio app, iTunes, and Google Play for Android, and all the other platforms where you can hear this radio show. I really appreciate you guys uh, for tuning in. Don't forget, follow our content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, the official trap house of websites, and I'm trying to get it out of that trap house status. So if you're interested in possibly contributing uh, anything, we cover a lot of things on the website, then feel free to hit me up at uh, hbcureport at gmail.com. Don't forget, you can follow us on all social media platforms at hbcureport. Man, great to be back with you guys. Oh, man, so much has happened since we last left you. No, I'm lying. Not a whole lot. There's some things that happened since I, since I left you, but not a whole lot. We had... um. North Carolina A&T keeping the good times rolling against Delaware State. Blanked them 37-0. Uh, Cam Newton's baby brother talking about he's possibly uh, out of Howard. The Newton era over with at Howard University. Also, uh, last weekend we talked about FAMU and Southern University and that game that was going down at Bragg Stadium in Tallahassee. And Florida a and came back and upended Southern University uh, to win the game. Uh, the fifth quarter was uh, was a battle in itself. Now you got folks on, on one side, the FAMU side, saying that the Hunter shut down the jukebox. Then you got folks on the jukebox side saying that the jukebox shut down the March of 100. Well, you know what? It's a... Uh, I guess uh, it's one of those things like beauties in the eye of the beholder. You know what I mean? Like, hmm, okay, okay. Oh, did I mention, I, I didn't even mention this. We got the president possibly getting impeached. Well, you know, that has nothing to do with HBCU sports, but I just had to throw it out there because I know it's something that everybody's interested in. Hmm, kind of crazy. Also, University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, man, this is a big story coming out of the uh, world of HBCU football. Three and one on the season. Big shouts out to them. Tops in the uh, in the SWAC West uh, as they get ready to take on um, who are they? Oh, they taking on Southern University tonight at six o'clock uh, Central. So that's a seven o'clock uh, kickoff right here on the East, and which should be um, you know should be a big matchup to let us see exactly what Arkansas Pine Bluff is made of. And so coming up uh, here in uh, a few moments during the show, I uh, got some clips from uh, Coach. See it over there at University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. Gonna 
uh, hear what he had to say about their big win over Tennessee State last weekend. And so it's just a lot of stuff going on, you know, getting ready for some uh, HBCU classics, getting ready for some homecomings. We've got uh, classics going down, Benedict and Fort Valley, uh, Elizabeth City and Fayetteville, Jackson State and Kentucky State, Prairie View and Grambling, uh, Alabama A&M and Central, uh, a lot of stuff going down. Uh, as far as that goes, you know, of course, next week re- really kicks off homecoming, uh, the homecoming festivities. I know for a fact Alabama and ms homecoming is next Saturday. And so, uh, it's, you know, a lot of things going on. And so it's that time of year uh, coming up. Um, I was polling people uh, in my life at my job that went to HBCUs about uh, the song that when they hear it, they know that it's uh classic or homecoming season and so i did it based on three demographics i did it on the young folks that were like 35 and younger i did it on people that were like 35 to 45 and then i did it to people that were 45 to 60 or a little bit older so it was three songs that everybody said um you know three different songs but each age group they represent it. They represent it. And so coming up, uh, we're going to talk about that as well. I think we might hold off on that until uh, the fourth and final segment of the show. Also coming up, uh, Donald Hill Ely, Alabama State University head football coach. As I mentioned, some big things going on last weekend. Uh, Alabama State knocking off Grambling was one of them. You know, that was huge. Uh, Grambling being the, uh, the dominant team in the SWAC over the past five or six years. And, and Alabama State not being able to defeat them you know, they almost got them last year. But this year, things are a little different for Bama State. And so we're going to co- uh, talk with Coach uh, Donald Hill Ely, see what they've got cooking down in Montgomery, Alabama, see what we can expect from the Hornets this season. So far, 2-2 two and two on the season, uh, wins over in-state rival Tuskegee and also um, Grambling, as I just mentioned, which is a swack opponent. And so the other two wins, the other two wins were non-conference games. We lost to UAB, University uh, Alabama, Birmingham. Could have won that game. And found ourselves being three and one like uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff, but we came up short. And then we lost to uh, Kennesaw State a few weeks ago, and they got us. They got us in that one. So it ain't no way around even trying to act like you know we might have we might have been able to get back into that game because that that just wasn't gonna happen. So um, there's that. And so we're going to talk about that and so much more, man. Thank you guys, as I mentioned. Thank you guys for tuning in to the show. I really appreciate I really appreciate the Esquad affiliates for uh, allowing me. I was about to say allowing Rob Calloway. I was about to go third person on him, but uh, for allowing me to uh, resurrect this radio program. And so we got a jam-packed show coming up for you and yours. Uh, Shouts out to everyone that has contributed to uh, this week's HBCU report. Don't forget. Follow us on all social media platforms at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is our content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com, the official trap house of websites. I'm not going to stop saying that until we get some good stuff up there. And I know it starts with me. It starts with me, but I need some folks to contribute. So if you want to contribute, hit me up, Report at gmail.com. This is the HBCU Report. Coming up, we'll take a look at some of the the games that we just kind of mentioned. We'll hear from some of the coaches and much more. This is the HBCU Report being heard via xsquadaffiliates.com.
HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. From Clark Atlanta to Morehouse to Spelman, it's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Uh, just, you know, great atmosphere, uh, great opportunity for kids to, you know, get to, get a chance to play against the upper echelon programs. It's not so associated with the conference, but got a lot of historical um, longevity for the program, you know. Team that we had never beat in school history, um, so there's a lot of things riding on it. Um, kids did a great job preparing this week, um, just making sure that you know all eyes dotted and T's was crossed. Um, you know we had some familiarity with each other. Coach Harris and I had worked together, so you know he knew who I was and I knew who he was. And um, the kids, um, you know, didn't get caught up in that, so they got down and, and, and started off, you know, pretty pretty fast. Um, you know, so. Um, a decent lead, you know, and, and just like good football teams do, you know, Tennessee State came running back, got two great athletes on the edge, made a lot of plays. Um, former quarterback that's, um, you know, kind of limping, but, you know, made some big-time throws. And, you know, offensively, we shot ourselves in the foot, you know, a few times, and once they kind of got it rolling. And um, second half, you know, we come out flat, and, and they, you know, um, get up on us. And um, the kids, man, just really a lot of pause, you kind of, you know, start to see the, the change, and as we say in the culture and the mindset. This is the HBCU Report, and I am Rob Calloway, and that was Cedric Thomas, head football coach of the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff, on his team's huge victory over Tennessee State last weekend on the last second touchdown, 37-31, was the final score. And right now what we have in the SWAC West is the University of Arkansas Pine Bluff team that finds themselves 3-1 and one on the season after losing the TCU, FBS opponent TCU, at the beginning of the season, 39-7. to They've since reeled off three big wins, 52-34 over Alabama A&M, 53-15 over Langston, and then Saturday's win, 37-31 over Tennessee State. And so now everybody's like, oh, my God, are we seeing a, a – a, 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 um, a changing of the guard is the SWAC West. Is, is it about to be uh university of Arkansas Pine Bluffs conference, their division? Well, let's not forget that it was just a few short years ago that uh, Pine Bluff actually won the SWAC. That was before the celebration bowl and all of that stuff came into play, but they've definitely been winners in recent history. So let's not get that part twisted. They're just doing things a little different now. Uh, since Coach Thomas is, is, is taking over this team. Uh, and by the way, they were just 2-9 and nine last year with a 1-6 and six record in SWAC play, and so they've easily uh, bested that. Um, they're doing things a little different now. They have this uh, two-quarterback system with uh, Shannon Patrick and Skylar Perry, and it seems to really be working for them, uh, especially um, against these um, HBCU opponents, if you will. And so big shouts out to University of Arkansas Pine Bluff because, again, uh, what you don't understand is that they have a lot of uh, a lot of things going on as far as um, internally. The athletic department, Melvin Hines recently left, and, and a couple of other things going on over there within the athletic department. So this is huge because wins cure everything. Nobody worries about anything as long as everybody's winning. I swear to God. I swear. That's how things go. As long as you're winning – it's all good. So big shouts out uh, to Sid over there at uh, UAPB 
And um, if you don't remember last week, I had like a major gaffe when I was going through the um, through the, uh, the the games of the week when I crowned um, <laughs> Alabama Birmingham, Alabama Pine Bluff. <laughs> but uh, at any rate, uh, also another big game that we talked about right here on the show was uh, Florida A&M taking on Southern University. And here is Coach uh, Dawson Odoms of Southern University talking about this hard loss that they took, man. The last few minutes, they lost this thing 27-21. Here's Coach Odoms. Well, just, you know, another tough start. We didn't get off to a fast start. We dug ourselves a hole. Uh, we got behind, uh, which really had to change up the game plan a little bit to get back in the game. Uh, went down. I mean, they came out. The quarterback was hitting on all cylinders for a fam, and he threw the ball really well. Uh, we was able to get some pressure on him, uh, some coverage. Uh, some guys just got beat on one-on-one coverage, and their receiving core made some plays on the ball. But the biggest thing was just the way we started the football game. And went in the halftime, came out, and played really dominant in the third quarter, took the lead. Uh, we were down 19-7, to took the lead but just wasn't able to hold on to it in the fourth quarter. They went down, they drove the ball down the field and, and got the go-ahead winning touchdown. But I think at the end of the day, it's just we got to figure it out. You know, our guys are not starting games uh, fast. Uh, that's been a common trend now for seven years. So it's not like we're not accustomed to it, but each year we got to got to figure it out. And we got to figure it out with this group. Uh, we're having slow starts and, that's putting us behind, and then we having to spend and exert a lot of energy trying to catch back up in a ball game. But we got to figure out how we can play well from start to finish. Yeah, man, kind of unbelievable when you think about it. Southern came back. Actually, Fam was leading before the half. Southern came back and um, took the lead, and within the last few minutes, they ended up just screwing the pooch, so to speak. Um, and losing and losing their game to Florida to Florida and them, who is um, a heated rivalry for them. I mean, this game actually, um, it's been what seven years? I think it's is it, is it seven? I think it's been seven years. I know six for sure since these two teams last hooked up. And so, anytime these two teams get together, it's more than just um, it's more than just a football game because you also have this whole thing going on with the bands. You've got the Marching 100 and you got Southern's Human Jukebox. And so if you know anything about these two bands, these two institutions of higher learning, you know that it's much more than a football game. And so had a lot of folks on hand because I know a lot of folks that went to Florida a and I also know quite a few people went to Southern. And, um, yeah, it, it, it didn't disappoint. Uh, Shouts out to, um, to Coach Willie Simmons. Uh, I tried to get him on the show this week. Not sure what they had going on, but in full disclosure, I'm going to just be very honest with y'all. For those of you that have been listening to the show, and this is the HBCU Report, Rob Calloway here uh, via xsquadaffiliates.com, also the TuneIn Radio app, uh, Google Play for Android, iTunes, and any of these other great platforms. Uh, oh, Spreaker, where you can uh, actually hear the show. Um, this, I tried to get him on. But as I was saying, in full disclosure, ever since um, I'm going to say Joe Taylor left, ever since Joe Taylor left Florida a and I have not been able to get a Florida a and coach on these airwaves. I've been able to get the president 
I've been able to get the interim president. I've been able to get athletic directors. I've been able to get whoever. But the football coaches, man, because they haven't been winning. When they were winning, it wasn't a problem to get them to come on to talk about Florida A&M football. And I thought that with this win over Southern University, I thought that mm, I thought that we might have been able to get them on. But Willie Simmons is my guy from his swag days, and so uh, we're, we're going to keep up the good fight. We're going to keep fighting the good fight in hopes that we'll actually be able to get uh, some representative from Florida A&M on these airwaves at some point in the near future. My God. And you know the crazy part about it is, is that with the exception of a few people in my family, on my dad's side of the family, me included, Florida A&M is my family institution of higher learning. I went to Bama State. My dad went to Morris Brown. Uh, my Aunt Renee, his youngest sister, went to Bethune-Cookman. So we kind of buck tradition. But um, – so it kind of hurts, man. It kind of hurts because I always like to talk Florida and them football, man. And I don't always just like to talk about it from a historical standpoint because we know from a historical standpoint, Florida A&M, man, Florida A&M was it, man. It was it. Um, between Jake Gaither and I can't – I always forget the coach that came in right behind Jake Gaither, but um, Billy Joe and um, – and Joe Taylor, and it, I mean, it's been so many legendary guys that have actually come through, uh, come through, and coach Florida and them. That it's just it's just an awesome conversation. Anytime you can get somebody that really knows the history of Florida and them on the air, it's always good. All right, so I'm um, switching gears, talking um a little me at real quick. I know we were talking FAMU, but of course we have this sweat bias on this show. But a team that I'm really, really, really high on. Like, high, high, like on that good, that gas. North Carolina A&T. You know, here's a team that um, they just haven't, man, they just don't, they don't disappoint. They, they've become the HBCU program that doesn't rebuild, they just retool. You know, if a, if a HBCU program, I'll just say like Bama State or A&M or Southern or Jackson State, you know, if any of these schools had had, had a guy like Tariq Cohen, a game changer, the uh, Chicago Bears running back, who, by the way, just signed a deal with Adidas, so big shouts out to Tariq Cohen. Um, if you had a guy like that that was doing all these amazing things and, and putting the team on his shoulders and leading you to, you know, uh, conference championships and uh, celebration bowls, and then all of a sudden they were gone, the team would really take a step back. I, I believe this because we've seen it with uh, a couple of other guys. But at North Carolina A&T, Tariq Cohen left. And it's just like, Tariq who? Who? Tariq who? No, I'm joking. It's not like Tariq who. But it's one of those things where they've just kept rolling right along. I mean, not only have they lost Tariq Cohen, but let's be honest, if any institution – lost the coach the magnitude of Rod Broadway. Your program would have taken a major step back. It would have. Not so much in the case of North Carolina A&T. They just keep rolling right along, and it's, I mean, and it's awesome. Um, the things that they've been able to do, including uh, Thursday night's 37-0 win in their MEAC opener against Delaware State. 432 total yards. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. They're out there getting it in. Um, Corey Banks, one of three transfers from the University of South Carolina. You see what I'm saying? You got guys that are actually transferring. And I know 
how it goes. If you leave a FBS to come to a FCS, then you can play immediately. I understand how that whole things work. That whole thing works, but just imagine that you've got guys transferring from the University of South Carolina, who the team is in the Power Five, coming to North Carolina A and T, which only makes them that much better. Think about it. Think about it. As long as and, and I know. Um, at the beginning of the season, for those of you that missed the uh, the, the uh, live version of HBCU report that we did from the MEAC SWAC Challenge, uh, Bethune-Cookman, Jackson State, sat down and talked with the dean of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill, and we talked about um, North Carolina A&T possibly not going to a power five, but going to the next five. And I was like, mm, that's kind of scary. And according to uh, Dr. Cavill, he was saying that it would have to be three other HBCUs that would have to defect from their conference in order to make this work. Um, but I don't really see at this point, I don't know why North Carolina NT would leave the MEAC when you've got guys transferring from the Power Five to your institution. You just go keep winning. And speaking of transferring, um, Caitlin Newton, baby Newton, uh, Cam's baby brother, uh, the quarterback at Hampton, I mean at Howard, excuse me, the other HU, uh, has decided that he's not playing anymore. Now, that's that's according to sources. I, I don't know for sure, but they said he definitely won't be playing this weekend. And this weekend's matchup against Bethune-Cookman, he will not. And they are saying that he is doing so um, because he is transferring. This is that the experiment at Howard University is over, that he's looking to go somewhere else. Well, what about North Carolina A&T? See? See what I'm saying? That look, that is a that would be a great move. Now, I know Baby Newton probably want to go to a Power 5. But if he doesn't go to a Power 5, why not just go to another team in the conference? Go to North Carolina A&T. They've got all the weapons. They've got all the weapons. And you can make it to the league. Well, in this day and age, you can make it to the league in any conference. But in North Carolina A&T, the pipeline is there. You know, you can win a championship. You're not going to win a celebration bowl over there at Howard. You're not. But I promise you, if you go to A&T, you will. They've been there every year except for once. That one time it was North Carolina Central. And it came down to that final game that they played, Central and A&T. Whoever won that was going to the celebration bowl. So I think that wouldn't be a bad move for Caitlin Newton. If he decided to leave the nation's capital and go down to Carolina, what you think about that? It's not bad. I don't think so. I think that would actually work for him. So there's that piece. But at any rate, this is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway here. Um, Coming up on the next, uh, the next segment, we're going to catch up with Donald Hill Ely, head football coach of the Alabama State University Hornets. As I mentioned at the beginning of the show, the Hornets coming off a huge victory last Saturday against Gramlich State University. Why was it so huge? Well, it was huge for a number of reasons. It was huge because Grambling has been the juggernaut of sorts in the SWAC. Right? That was huge. It was huge for Bama State because now Bama State finds themselves 2-2 two and two on the season with wins over Tuskegee, wins over Grambling. Those are quality wins when you talk about HBCU football. And so uh, we're going to catch up with Coach Hill, Ely, see what they got going on down in Montgomery. I love Montgomery, Alabama. I got to make a trip down there pretty soon. This is the HBCU Report. Rod Calloway hanging out with you. Thank you guys for tuning in, however you may be listening. Big shouts out to the X-Squad affiliates. 
We are broadcasting live via xsquadaffiliates.com. Also, Google Play for Android, the TuneIn Radio app, and iTunes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be right back after these words with Donald Hill Ely. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. Titans, go! When the Teen Titans go to the movies, they know the best way to travel is safely. Hollywood, here we come! The and you know it's super... To keep your child safe, be sure to use the right car seat for their age and size. Exactly. We're finally on the big screen. Have a seat, my dude. For more information on finding the right seat, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Gotcha. That's a wise move. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was uh, Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. From Clark, Atlanta to Morehouse to Spelman, it's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. Buzz it on that beat, ho. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Middle finger up to my competition. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. Pull up to the scene with my cylinder missing. Pull up to the scene, but my roof gone. When I leave the scene, bet your boot gone. And I beat the pussy like a new song. Two chain, but I got me a few on. Everything hot, skip lukewarm. Tell shot to bust it up, but I'm Luke gone. Got a present for the present and a gift wrapping. I don't feel good, but my trigger happy. But the stripper happy. But they wish it had me. And I wish a nigga would like a kitchen cat. And me and you are cut from a different fabric. I fucked it so good, it's a bad habit. Bitch, sit down, you got a bad addict. Gave her the wrong, no man, a bad addict. Bro. You ain't going nowhere like a bad nabby. Ass so big, I told her, look back at it. Whoa. Look back at it. Whoa. Look back at it. Whoa. Then I put a fat rabbit on the crapmatic. I am so high, addict. I am so high like a addict. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. I'm different, yeah, I'm different. Pull up to hey, the scene This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you another Saturday morning. Thank you guys for tuning in, however you may be listening, either via xsquadsaffiliates.com, iTunes, TuneIn Radio app, Google Play for Android, or however you may be listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Segment three of the show underway. 
Yes, sir. Don't forget when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, the official trap house of websites. That's what I branded it last week. Man, I got to get some some fresh content up on the website, man. I need I need some folks that, that are listening to this this podcast right now, whether it's live or whether it's uh, the, the recorded version. I need some content. You know, if you write, you think you write, if you got something that you want to, you know, put up on the website and it covers everything, sports, news, brews, and more, etc. if you will, hit me up hbcureport at gmail.com you don't have to give it to me every week or every day i mean i just need some some content coming in on a regular basis i gotta have it i gotta have it seriously and uh coming back my boy two chains i'm different of course uh two chains gonna be on hand for this year's post-game performance at the magic city classic in birmingham alabama two chains coming back to beham of course two chains Alabama state representative Always a great time to be a Hornet. So he's going to do his thing. I have no doubt about it. You know that we've seen some great performances here lately. When you talk about the postgame of the Magic City Classic. And look, don't look, don't don't do me right now. All right. The Classic is four weeks away. It's right around the corner. I can do this. It's not like it's August 1st. And I'm talking about something going down the last weekend. No, 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 no. It's right around the corner. So I know 2 Chain's going to do it. Uh, the, the previous acts have all been really, really good. I mean, we've seen Gucci, we've seen T.I., we've seen Luda, we've seen Bill Bill DeVoe, um, see Jagged Edge got rained out, we've seen Mars Day and the Time, we've seen Frankie Beverly and Maze. That was back when they were trying to do it for the for the older crowd. But, uh, man, we've seen some great ones. And I know 2 Chainz going to come out and represent just because, you know, he has a dog in the fight, so to speak, being a Bama State representative. Also going to be on hand uh, in Birmingham that weekend, Shaquille O'Neal. He was uh, recently named the Magic City Classic Ambassador, so he'll be involved in the parade and also during some of the pre- and uh, halftime festivities during the game. So it should be uh, a really, really good one. They do it bigger and better each and every year in Birmingham. So shouts out to uh, Birmingham uh, Mayor Woodfin. Um, all the good people up there, man. I know some great folks in Birmingham, Alabama. I know some great folks in Alabama, period. I do. And standing by right now on the line is, is a guy that I know in Alabama right now. Montgomery, Alabama is where he is. And uh, he is a great guy. I, I'm telling you, I know some great people in Alabama. Regardless of what people say, you know, you always like to, you know, oh, Alabama's so country. But I promise you, some of the best people I know live in the solvent state of Alabama. And so right now joining us on the line is none other than the head football coach of the Alabama State University Hornets, head football coach, my guy, Donald Hill Ely, joining us right now on the HBCU Report. First of all, Coach, uh, welcome back to the show. Rob, thanks for having me. Not a problem, man. So here we are, 2-2 two and two on the season. The two victories, one comes against an in-state rival in Tuskegee and the other against a swag foe that's, uh, you know, I guess I could say it's been a juggernaut. This team's been a juggernaut for the last five or six years. In Grambling State, we pick up a win against Grambling State. So, uh, so far, we're four games in. Uh, give us your thoughts on this young season. Well, you know what? Uh, I, I think, you know, the, this young group of guys have really matured since last season. Uh, you know, taking on some great opponents and found a way to uh, get two 
good victories out of them and um and has really done some uh, great things for us so you know as we get ready for this uh next four game stretch uh that we're about to enter with all conference play uh, i'm just hoping that the experience and the maturity uh from and the things that they've learned from these uh previous games will carry over so the hornets knock off a team that's been the goliath of the swag for the past four five six years in the grambling state tigers in your opinion coach how big was this win, and how would you rank it from a quality standpoint? Well, you know what? It's, uh, it, w- it was a big, big win for Alabama State, for the student-athletes, as well as the community. You know, anytime, you know, you have a, a, a team that has pretty much uh, hadn't been beat around here for the last six years, and now to have you guys come out and win, but then win in a, a competitive way where they played a game where they had to make their plays, Uh, It just says a lot about the growth of these young men. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with the head football coach of the Alabama State University Hornets. I'm talking about Donald Hill Ely. The Hornets off this week, next week, back in action against Alcorn State University. So, Coach, you know, of course, in the game of football, quarterback play is key. You got to have it. Um, Kadaris Davis, the junior quarterback. And the two victories uh, that Bama State has picked up this year, uh, he's thrown the ball around really, really well. Uh, what are your thoughts on your quarterback? Man, you know, uh, you know, he's been in the program for a while. And last year, you know, he was played off and on and, and just have really grown, man. It's, uh, just to see him take over that unit and, and make it his own, it's, uh, you know, it's just good to see for, you know, for that young man. Now, looking on the other side of the ball, the defense has given up 117 points in four games. Uh, And as you just mentioned, uh, you guys are headed into conference play against Alcorn, Jackson State, uh, Alabama um, A&M, and and Texas Southern. Um, You know, how do you go about riding the ship on on the defensive side of the ball? Well, you know what? I I think, um, you know, as you continue to look at the points, you know, that's been scored is, you know, we quite naturally, yeah, we have to shut down some points, but we've been going against some real good opponents that, that do some tremendous things offense, offensively, not saying that the rest that we'll go against or not, but, you know, we have to find a way to contain the football and find a way to keep it in front of us. Uh, to, uh, you know, as we move forward, we have to get a little bit more salty and stingy on that defense side. Well, you know, I often have conversations with folks about Bama State sports and the state of Bama State athletics. And the one thing that that I get from a lot of folks that are right there in Montgomery, Alabama, because, of course, I'm here in Atlanta. uh, The one thing I get from them is that they give you a lot of credit, a lot of kudos. And and, uh, quite a few of the people that I've talked to uh, say that they believe that it's your FBS experience that has allowed you to come in and be able to, uh, obtain some of the success that you that you've obtained here uh, at Bama State or there at Bama State. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, coaching. Uh, been a, I've just been around black college coaching for a long time, and uh, and just to be a product myself of black college and the Joe Taylors and those guys. It's uh, you know, it's no secret, you know, to any success that you have. Nobody has everything that they need. But the ones that are successful are the ones that's able to take what they have and then make the best of it. And I know it's kind of cliche as a George Washington Carver quote, but the key is try to 
if you don't have a quarterback, find a running back. If you don't have a running back, find a receiver. You have to find uh, what's good about your team, and you and you have to create the scheme around that those guys. And I, I think not, nothing, you know, you'll find a lot of guys who come in and take over a program, and they come in with their own playbook. Uh, it, that's not really how it works in black college. You have to find what are the strengths and weaknesses, and then create. Uh, your, uh, tailor your your playbook to fit these these particular population of folks. So, and I think the success that we've had with that has been because we've had coaches that have been able to do that. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway wrapping up with Donald Hill Ely, head football coach of the Alabama State University Hornets. The Hornets off this week. They return to action next week versus Fred McNair and those Alcorn State University Braves. Uh, coach, Uh, On the show, we've been talking about the Fair Pay to Play Act, a piece of legislation that is um, uh, uh, floating around the legislature of uh, California. And I'm not sure how familiar you are with this, but but basically it's a situation that would allow uh, collegiate players in California to be paid. Like if if I own a Ford dealership and I want to have Donald Hill Ely as my spokesperson, I can pay you. And, you know, a lot of folks avoid, but of course a lot of folks are against it. So as a former player and a head coach, should players get paid? What are your thoughts? Well, I, I think they should, you know, with the amount of money that the, uh, the, not the NCAA and the institutions are making off of these young men, uh, you know, they should. And one would say, well, it's a trade-off. They, you know, they don't have that same anxiety when it comes paying their tuition uh, like other students. So that's one form of payment that they're getting. But when it comes to just actually cash in hand, being able to, because they don't have the time to work a part-time job or work study on campus. So at least give them something equivalent to the work study on campus that they can have something to wash their clothes and, and to, uh, and to purchase things uh, because a lot of young men like I have in this program don't have family support where they send them money because the family has hardship. But those are the same, uh, you know, students that we've served for over the years. But I, I think we have to catch up with the time and and it's, uh, and put our young folks in a position where they don't make bad decisions because they because uh, they're trying to uh, close a gap over things they don't have. Uh, and I think it should the revenue should be shared. All right, great stuff. He is Donald Hill Ely, head football coach of the Alabama State University Hornets. The 2-2 two and two Hornets off this week, back in action next week versus the Alcorn State University Braves. Coach, man, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, I look forward to talking to you right around the Magic City Classic. Thank you for, for having me, and go Hornets. Absolutely. Always a great time to be a Hornet. Donald Hill Ely, ladies and gentlemen. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway, and we'll be right back after these words. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. Okay, men, this is your time. Maybe you didn't choose this, but you're here now. You're going to go out there and be an all-star caregiver. It's up to you. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna go grocery shopping, cook, clean, be there emotionally and physically. You gotta dig deeper. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Don't you forget about the pharmacy. I know you won't because that's what caregivers do. Don't give up. 
Don't ever give up. This is your time to show the world, your family, and yourself that you're tougher than tough. Now go out there and be the best caregiver this world has ever seen. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find the care guides you need at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. <laughs> See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. The HBCU experience lives here. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Rob Calloway, final segment underway. <laughs> this is the 
Official, official. HBCU Report, Rob Calloway, fourth and final segment underway. Man, I polled several folks this week. Screw Twitter, the Twitter poll. I, I just went around to everybody that I knew that was enrolled at some point at the HBCU, and I said, hey, this is what I need to know. Two songs, only two songs I was, I was even worried about, okay? And this was the question. And, and you can weigh in in the chat room right now, or you can always uh, hit me up via social media at HBCU Report, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can email me, HBCUReport at gmail.com. Now, here was the question. When you hear this song, it immediately lets you know that it's homecoming season or it's classic season, or it's not officially homecoming or classic until I hear this song. And so Return of the Mac was one of those songs because I swear to God, man, every single year, man, me and my homeboy get in the car. Shouts out to Jerry Jacobs, man. If you know Jake, man, tell Jake, send him a shout out. But anytime we get ready to hit the road, because that's my official road dog, right? He represent Alabama a and I'm representing Bama State. Anytime we get in the car and get ready to hit the road for one of these road trips, man, I'm telling you, it's not official. Until that Mark Morrison comes on or until that Frankie Beverly comes on. Or better yet, when you get to the tailgate, right? When you get to the tailgate and you out there and they got the little music bumping. Once that Frankie Beverly and Mays or once that Mark Morrison hits, like a good song. Let me show you what I'm talking about. A good song. You you can you can tell a good song just in the first, in the first, I mean, like the first few seconds. Like when you hear, when you hear Mark Morrison, when you hear this. You already know what time it is. You already know what time it is. Just like if you if, when they cut that um, Frankie Beverly and Mays on, when when you hear it, you know what it is before that before anything happens. And I'm not talking about I'm not talking about that Beyonce version. Not talking about that. I'm talking about the real deal. When you hear it, then you already know what it is. As soon as it as soon as it hits, a good song. You don't have to wait, and you know it. You know it. Talk. <laughs> hey, don't get y'all hopes up. Don't get y'all hopes up. Frankie Beverly Mays going away in three, two, one. Don't get your hopes up. <laughs> don't get them up. But anyway, so I was going around polling people and I was asking them between those two songs, Mark, Mark Morrison and Frankie Beverly and Mays. Now here, here's the crazy part is that if you were 45 and older, it was before I let go. And I talked to maybe like 10, 10 people that were 45 or older because I tried to do this demographic thing the right way. I don't like to ask people that's just in a specific age group, like my age group, because I know what they're going to say. So everybody that was 45 and older, they were saying it was Frankie Beverly and Mays before I let go. And I could dig it. Actually, man, if you go through the Frankie Beverly and Mays catalog, there are a lot of good you know, classic tailgate song, homecoming songs that Frankie Beverly and Mays created. I mean, just for, man, I, I swear to God, 
I swear to God, when I was in Montgomery, Alabama, I already knew about Frank and Beverly and Mays, but, man, we had this thing called the Back in the Day Buffet on Hot 105.7. And, man, they used to get their Frank and Beverly and Mays on. That's how I was like, man, that's how I learned. Like, man, Frank and Beverly and Mays got good tailgate music. But anyway, so that was 45 and older. But if I, when I ask people that were 45 and younger, maybe to about, I'd say about 35 years old, a little 10-year window, Everybody said Mark Morrison, Return of the Mac. Some people didn't even know who made the song. They just were like, yeah, Return of the Mac. When I hear it, yeah, that's my joint. But then here's the here's the crazy part, ladies and gentlemen, because I, I work at a school and, you know, they're, uh, the demographic is far and wide. We've got, we've got teachers as young as 22, 23 years old, and we've got some as, as old as 60 plus, right? So when I asked, when I asked the, uh, my coworkers that were – uh, in that 35 and younger demographic, when I asked them the same question, this is what they told me was the official homecoming classic song. But again, again, it meets the qualifications of what I just talked about. It meets the qualifications. What did I say? In the first few seconds, of a of a hit of a great song, you know it. And and when you hear this right here, when you hear those horns, you know it's time to get your swag surf on. Man, I get it. Hey, 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 hey. You know This was kind of hot. I don't know though. A little young, but but get, but you know what? This part right here gets the crowd going. Here it go, here it go, here it go. Hey, 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 hey. So you know what? I can't I can't be mad about it. I can't be mad about it. But but from what I got, nobody said Beyonce before I let go. When I said Frankie Beverly, everybody was was in unison with that. Everybody was in one accord, if you will, uh, about the whole. Um, Frankie Beverly and Mays being the tailgate homecoming song. But Mark Morrison is the winner. Congratulations, sir. He's the winner for, well, they're all winners. It's just a demographic winner. Kind of like radio. Like when, when the radio station says, thank you for making us number one. Nine times out of ten, it's like num- not number one overall. It's like number one for men 25 to 54, but they don't tell you that. Or it's like teens 12 plus or women 18 to 34, right? So really and truly, they're all winners, just demo, demographic winners, right? Frank and Beverly is for the older crowd. Mark Morrison is for was right there in the middle like me, and Swag Surfing is for everybody younger than me. So there it is. Can't believe we just dedicated the whole segment to homecoming classic songs. But nonetheless, we know we got some great ones coming up right around the corner. And, um, you know, what even made me go this way for this segment, this show, was a story. Big shouts out to HBCU Game Day. Stephen Gaither and the crew. If uh, if you haven't been checking out the website, now I always talk about sports news and brews being the trap house of websites. But if you go to HBCUGameDay.com, they are the true leader in HBCU sports and culture. I mean, Stephen Gaither and his crew, they have boots on the ground everywhere. Like when I grew up, I want to be like HBCU Game Day. I can't lie, man. Like if I had if I had the time. 
This is exactly what I would be doing. They're everywhere doing everything, giving us all the information that we need, whether it's a, a sports or scholastic. Um, they definitely deliver. And so um, when I was uh, doing my, my show prep, I remembered uh, the a April Fool's joke, the April Fool's joke about uh, the Spades tournament coming to the CIAA. And I saw a um, a tease from Stephen Gaither of HBCUsports.com saying he had a major announcement coming. Everybody needed to just stay tuned, major announcement, major announcement. So I thought the boy had bought ABC or ESPN or something because, man, they've been doing everything. But um, here's the story. And this is, this is really where Frankie Beverly and all these other songs are really going to come into play. So everybody's familiar with the CIAA basketball tournament, correct? You know, a great tournament. Everybody goes there. Everybody does their thing. Well, they just added a new wrinkle. And this is really, this is really about to take it to Negro heaven right here. The CIAA the nation's first African-American athletic conference and premium spades have announced a partnership that will bring an, an officially sanctioned competitive spades tournament to the CIAA tournament in 2020. Oh my God. An official CIAA spades tournament. This is going to get crazy. Somebody go get shot. This going to get crazy. You know, we, you know, we get crazy about them spades games, right? But that's what that's kind of what even led me down this way of, of like, mm, I, like, mm, yeah, because the CIAA is a good time for people up that way. A lot of folks travel to the CIAA basketball tournament. But if you go to a CIAA school like the real deal is basketball, football is good. You got some good teams out there like Winston-Salem and Virginia State and uh, a couple other schools up there, Livingstone. <clears throat> but for the most part, it's a basketball conference. And so if you go to the CIAA, that's what you go to. That's what you go for. You go for the basketball. Um, and so this just adds another just another component to something that has already um, been awesome. And the CIAA tournament, I mean, it's just that. I mean, no other HBCU basketball tournament. And actually, before I go the route of the HBCU, let me just say this. There is no basketball tournament bigger than the CIAA. None of the Power Fives, none of the next five, nobody's basketball tournament is as big as the CIAA. Now, TV-wise, is, is it as big? No. But when you talk about the number of people in attendance and the number of people that travel to North Carolina for that event, it's the biggest basketball tournament of them all. And so um, the CIAA Spades Tournament Challenge is going to be held during the CIAA Toyota Fan Fest in the Charlotte Convention Center, February 28th and 29th. So if you want to register, go to CIAAtournament.org via the CIAA mobile app or visit premiumspades.com forward slash CIAA. See, what is it? Is it a cost associated? Mm. Teams of two can register beginning uh, yesterday, actually, or today. Uh, with early registration pricing of $75 in honor of the 75th anniversary celebration of the CIAA tournament. Prices will in increase after December 1st, and the deadline to register is February 15th. So y'all make sure y'all go ahead and do that. They're only taking 200 teams. So if you and your cousin, them, you and little man, man, 
and uh, Junebug and, you know, Lil Ray Ray and whoever. If y'all want to go get in that tournament, man, go bust some heads. There you go. Right there for you. Right there for you. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway here. Man, we're about to get up out of here. But before we do, of course, uh, we're going to go through a few of these games. Uh, see what we got going on today for your viewing pleasures. Um, man, not a lot going on, especially when you talk about um, some of these games, some of these non-conference games still being played. Uh, Miak back in action. You got Bethune, Cookman, and Howard. And as we talked about earlier, uh, Baby Newton not playing today for uh, Howard. They're saying that the Newton area is over at Howard, so we'll see how that goes. But Bethune Cookman is on the road versus Howard. You got Livingstone at Lincoln. Edward Waters taking on Shaw. Winston-Salem State and Virginia Union. Albany State is on the road versus Clark Atlanta. Savannah State is here in Atlanta taking on Morehouse. Fort Valley and Benedict are in action. St. Augustine's, uh, who, as we talked about at the beginning of the show, uh, fired their coach and athletic director who are on the road versus Bowie State. You've got uh, Kentucky State and Jackson State in action. Grambling State and Prairie View A&M and that big classic going down in Dallas. Fayetteville State and Elizabeth City State going down uh, Florida A&M looking to make it two in a row when they take on uh, Norfolk State uh, today at 4 o'clock. And then you've got Central State on the road versus uh, Alabama A&M. Oh, that's the, uh, the Gulf Coast Classic right there. Uh, Mobile, Alabama. So, shouts out to all my folks in Port City. You've got uh, Mississippi Valley and Alcorn State in action, Southern, and the Red Hot University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. And that's at Pine Bluff, uh, 6 o'clock Central kickoff. So, that's uh, 7 o'clock here on the East. Then you got Texas Southern taking on Houston Baptist. And to wrap it up, we got Lane and Miles, Tuskegee, West Alabama. Uh, Tennessee State trying to get off the snide after losing to uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. They take on uh, Eastern Kentucky, North Carolina Central, and Morgan State are in action. And then you've got Johnson, C. Smith, and Virginia State. Well, that about do it for this week's edition of the HBCU Report. Coming up next week, we're going to try to get our guy, Connell Maynard, on. Of course, next weekend is Alabama A&M's homecoming, and so we like to do it in style for our um, little brother. For Bama State's little brother in state. Little brother. And so we're going to try to get Connell Main on the line. See what they got going on for homecoming 2019 and what we can expect uh, in that matchup. As I think they take on Grambling, if I'm not mistaken. So all of that and more coming up next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thanks to the X-Squad affiliates for, you know, being down with your boy and blessing me with the opportunity to revive the HBCU report. Remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, the official trap house of websites. If you'd like to contribute, please holler at your boy. HBCUReport at gmail.com. You can follow the show at HBCUReport on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And until next week, I am Rob Calloway. And if you're looking for me, you already know I'm probably somewhere on the yard. Being appropriate. (laughs) It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to...
a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Five Hour Energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.